0: Welcome back to our ongoing coverage of the NOCO Hemp Expo for 2023, which will be March 29th of the 31st at the Broadmoor and Colorado Springs, Colorado. And if you want to go ahead and attend yourself and know more information, by all means, go to NOCOHempExpo.com. You can find all the information there. And with that said, I want to speak with one of the featured speakers will be at the event and he'll be speaking on Thursday, March 29th. He'll be part of a pretty stacked panel on the breakout stage on the cannabis industry's take on the hemp industry and with that said i'm with the chief political officer of the clintel capital group james granger who no stranger to cannabis radio has been on with us as well Uh, james thanks for being on with us hey thank you as well glad to be back absolutely so the idea is with what you're doing is bridging the gap that has grown due to intoxicating hemp between the cannabis industry and the hemp industry, showing lawmakers you want to do is that we are all together on this and are in it for the right reasons on both sides and address the issues that have arisen around intoxicating hemp products from a cannabis perspective. So James, before we get on, we've talked to already in our local no hemp Expo coverage, we've already been talking to a number of people that have been talking about compliance, specifications, standards, advocacy, and policy, and not that order but it's been across the board there's been the talk about this and the idea of creating these specifications these standards across the gamut and in some cases I think in a very proactive sense that we need to go and make it where if it's for hemp we need the FDA to just say listen here's the blueprint on what you could do with the new hemp bill in 2023 take this green light it let's go and for cannabis if the hemp industry can follow along and show as you say here that everybody is on the same page, we're all in the same gang, then maybe cannabis might get legalized at some point. What do you think?
1: I think that is the the ultimate goal, the ultimate hope. Uh, uh, was my meetings last year with NCIA on the Hill, talking to uh, the Senate Agricultural Committee, one of the big breakthroughs I think we had was explaining to them very slowly that you're no longer regulating two separate plants, which is funny because they're really not that separate anyways, they're just right. kind of two different varieties. But having to explain to them very simply that hey, you know, you need to be regulating compounds. You know, we we regulate compounds in medicine. We don't regulate the the willow tree that creates aspirin, for instance. You know, it, it's it needs to be brought down to a different level. And through that education, through those regulations and standards. We're brought together, and I know that there is a great, and I'm very thankful for that in this in this country that there is a great emphasis on the hemp industry and and their growth and their progression. And I really do think that we could be symbiotic and work through the next stage of this overall. I mean, there's a in a very basic sense, there are compounds in cannabis that are simply not economical to grow with cannabis plants such as CbG, CBC, CBN, those type of things. And in the future, we're seeing how compounds from both plants—really, the THC and the and the and the hemp plant—the CBD, CBDG, CBN's—need to work together to form a, uh, new products for effects for specific reasons. And working together, we're going to be able to go as a unified voice to these regulators and explain, you know, here's here's what we're doing. Here's the actual meat and potatoes of what's going on. Let's work towards making sure this is safe and regulated going forward and progressing in the way society has been opening up to this uh, whole cannabis and cannabinoid experience
0: not only with that i mean it's a matter of it's not just somebody that, like yourself that's coming in here and trying to go and give the consultation to get to give the the consulting when it comes to this to create the plans to create the framework it's the, also the fact that you've worked in the investment side you've been a cpo of a cannabis vc firm for a year and ran their manufacturing company as their chief operations officer you've also done your own work career designing and building extraction and processing facilities for over 10 cannabis companies across the country so you've been in there and you've been in the trenches you have the internal experience you have the experience on communicating with those in the field doing the work and these policy makers so talk to me about trying to get that communication gap to be where you know, bridging the gap between cannabis and hemp, what you're trying to do, but also trying to get policymakers and the workers on the same page and the same table. Sure. <clears throat> One of the nice things that luckily
1: things I did back in the day was design and build a, an extraction lab uh, that was designed for tours. It was actually designed um, a company called Scene Smith, and and we built a extraction lab where as safely as we could, of course, you know, with some things behind safe walls, but showing and demystifying the process of how the sausage is made, and that was. Something that I always thought was so essential from the early days of hash creation—sorry uh, to be blunt about hash creation—but um, you know there was there was a lot of mystic, mystic mysticism around it. There was a lot of confusion. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of unknowns, and and I didn't like that. I thought this is science. This is simple science, and this is developing products that are useful in our society. Besides, you know, past prohibitions. So. When I opened up that lab and opened it up to the world, my mentality was: open your arms to the regulators, open your arms to the lawmakers, and explain it to them. You know, once they understand these things, it's no different than the other manufacturing operation. You know, there is things that are dangerous about it, but we we mitigate with safe, proper planning and procedures and and safety mechanisms, and we're producing products. It's at a at a industrial scale, so I really wanted to break that that mystic layer down. And one thing I love doing specifically is uh, explaining that very, very succinctly to uh, regulators and lawmakers, helping them grasp the concept of this stuff. And through doing so, it's no longer a a secret, illicit drug lab operation. It's, okay, here's your processes. Oh my gosh, you have SOPs. Oh my gosh, you're using safety equipment. You know, oh, okay. And, And oh, you're providing jobs. You're, you're, you know, growing an industry. You're growing these, you know, um, workers though some of my my favorite employees come in with the knowledge of maybe you know really good know how to turn the wrench and that's essential for the core operations but then developing that knowledge base past that to say here's what we're doing and why we're doing it and open and you know on a bigger level let's let's go to the national level and demystify this further the myths of hash labs blowing up and you know, the dangers of those type of things are very real. I've, I've been around it before the regulations were there, and, and thank goodness that we've helped develop those regulations. But yeah, let's let's demystify this. Let's show people what good this can do. Let's explain to the reg- regulatory bodies that this CBN could help you sleep. This CBG could help you focus, you know, possibly. I'm not going to make any scientific claims here or, uh, you know, product function claims, but you know, let's open this up to conversation and and bring everybody into the room. And and that's, I think, really what's been pushing this forward. And very thankful that I've had the opportunity to be operations and really get the knowledge of how the sausage is made and then transition to this political role where I could take that knowledge, um, you know, and and with my colleagues who I'm very thankful for that have those PhDs, those double, triple doctorates in, in organic chemistry and that. And work with them and then help translate that knowledge back to a level where you know, the other regulators can can make solid informed decisions. I'm not here to tell anybody if it's right or wrong, but boy, they, can they make a much more informed decision if they have the right knowledge on it.
0: And now one other thing I want to bring up uh, before we wrap things up, and obviously if people want to learn more, meet you at the event, uh, The again, the session on the cannabis industry's take on the heavy industry. By the way, among uh, four other people that are being on the same panel with you, it's not a lot of time, but hopefully there's a lot of time for Q and A, and hopefully this will start a conversation with everybody there when they get to meet with you on March 29th, day one of No Can Expo. Uh, real quickly, want to go ahead and cover one area that you wanted to talk to bring up about how there is a role for minor cannabinoids and product development industry wide. Go ahead and elaborate on that.
1: Absolutely, you know we've been. I really truly believe that that smoking flour was a result of prohibition. We didn't have the tools, tech. And time to create these man these products, such as taking a raw uh, material like a willow bark or something along those lines, and turning it to aspirin. You know, with, they were chewing on willow bark. That's how I would like to phrase it. Now, with you know the ability for us to grow and create new products, we're seeing all these different angles and parts of the plant. So we're incorporating things that we have found that were smaller and, and we were only really started testing for not too terribly long ago, and realizing that oh you know and, and thankfully cbn and the hemp guys really did kick that off you know it's like hey this cbd let's use this in products so we started using cbd and products in conjunction with thc and said oh these are having a really good effect on people well let's try cbg let's try cbn you know and, and bringing those in allows us to create products that are specifically focused for a desired effect in cannabis i like to use the example as a pretty standard one is as, as cbn combining cbn and some thc in a gummy creates an excellent sleep gummy which a lot of people were initially taking that medicine of cannabis for so we've been able to narrow down what works do some science and figure out what's in there and then create that product with those isolated compounds and different ratios and quantities to have a desired effect and that's opened up a whole realm of new products of new angles of focus of sleep of things that people have been looking for a cannabis but taking a shotgun effect of the one whole bud of a flower of a plant that you don't know and don't understand and then smoking that and then saying, oh great, now I have a panic, now I'm having a panic attack instead of going to sleep then saying, okay, well, let's take these compounds, let's work on this and create a formula that really has a repeatable effect without having strain variousity. Also uh, nationwide, let's look at this as a growing industry. Let's look at this as how are you going to standardize your products state to state? And if you're just growing flour in different strains and different growing environments in different places all across the country, those compounds come out all over the place. But if we can isolate, if we can take those things and combine them into a product, you can have the same effect and the same product, the same aspirin on every shelf across the country.
0: You got a lot of work uh, to bring up when it comes to the folks there at Expo, and a lot of great insight. Again, the chief political officer of Clintel Capital Group, here on Grassroots at part of our NoCo Hemp Expo 2023 coverage. Uh, James, take a minute to talk to our listeners about uh, how they can learn more about what you're doing at Clinto Capital Group, and you know anything else you'll be doing at the show. But the best way to go and reach out to you and connect with you at the show and after the show.
1: Absolutely, sure. So as a Clinto Capital, we are uh, a venture capital firm that that owns the uh, the Clear brand. We're in about nine states, growing to twelve this summer. Uh, we carry a, our primary focus is uh, botanically derived terpene infused vaporizer devices in all sh- all shapes and sizes. We have a wonderful product that uh, my team worked on in Colorado developed called the Twax product, an infused uh, joint that burns excellently. If I do say my, myself. And then we've also just released a, a gummy line that, called Seas that are you know contain some of these minor cannabinoids, the CBG, CBN. We have a focus. We have a sleep those type of things. And and please, if anyone sees me at the show, come over and talk. I assume that I'll be in a very interesting crowd coming from the cannabis industry at the hemp industry. We've worked together in Colorado and nationwide across um, many different platforms to start bringing this world together. And, and I really do have the passion to build that bridge. And if anyone has any questions about it, concerns, thoughts, uh, you know, we're, we're not here to be opposed to each other. We're here to grow together. So grab me at the show. And if anybody is looking for chat afterwards, uh, you know, please take a look at clientelecapital.com. And uh, you can reach me through there through the link tree, and I'm always available for questions, talking. It's it's my heart, it's my passion,
0: and I'm and I'm here for it. Fantastic. James, thanks for being all this and great work, and we'll see you in Colorado Space. Thank you so much for your time. Great chatting again.